Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Welcome back to PG Rated, the podcast where Gabe and I try to make each other hate each other by watching movies. And I tell you what, I think this might be the very last episode. Oh, really? You son of a bitch. You made me watch softcore porn without the porn. I will say this. I don't hate you. I actually kind of love you because that movie was pretty great. What movie did I make you watch again? Reign of Fire. Oh, yeah, that movie's awesome. Yeah, I did you a favor. Not only that, but we are now seeing the next movie, which we're going to do a little bit differently. And I gave you another good movie to watch, but I also get to watch that. Yeah, so do you want to just, like, you know, talk about it, the changes that are coming to all our fans, maybe the 10 people that listen? That's right. Well, to be honest, we get 20 listens, all right? Oh, do we really? Yeah. Oh, man. Actually, we're going to get 21 because my mom's going to listen. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I, 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 I need to make sure that I'm on my best behavior. Oh, my mom doesn't care. <laughs> okay, that's good. Remember that time she sent me a text message that said, what's up, asshat? <laughs> she sure did. She did call you an asshat, and I enjoyed that very much. So, um, yeah, uh, instead, of, uh, instead of both of us watching two different movies, because I think the podcast is a little bit long. We are going to rotate who picks a movie each week, and we are going to, uh, we're each going to watch that and then talk about it. I think it just makes it a little bit easier, and then if we have anybody else on the show, we just, we can always make them watch a different movie, but we can always just get them on board with us, and this way we'll have to cover three things and just make it a little bit easy for us. Also, it's better conversation, because we're both watching the movie, and we have, we pick up on different things, and we can make fun of different things. Yeah, because I think right now... I think right now it's a lot of listening and somebody interjecting and talking over each other. Yeah, maybe, so maybe we were in the same room with each other, and also actual joke writers. I think we could do something with it, but we are um, we're just idiots, amateurs. Yeah. Oh well, idiots. Also, we're doing this because like three people told us the Bird Box episode was the best episode ever. So yeah, well, there's only three episodes to choose from. I'm eating in one of them, and the first one we were still trying to find our footing. So. It really didn't have a lot to overcome, but it's still it was still a good episode. So, all right. So, we're going to do that from now on. And it's not always going to be shitty movies. There'll probably be some movies. Well, Paul picked the... We'll talk about the next episode later. Yeah, because there's a reason why I picked it. And it, it's, no, like, a noted decent movie. But there's a reason why I picked it. Yeah. But um, do you want to start this week? I think I started last week. Did you want to start this week? All right. I'll start this week. And uh, I made you watch the... Um, from the year 2000, maybe? Christian Bale. I um, believe Matthew 1999, 2000, yeah. Ge- uh, Gerard Butler epic reign of fire. So, for the longest time, I didn't know who Gerard Butler was playing in this movie. So I kept looking for him. Yeah. He- he's not in the movie very long. No, he's not. He's, like, destroyed instantly. But, um, so this movie starts off in London, England. Which makes sense for a uh, dragon movie, if you think about it. Because what do you think about London? I think about knights and dragons. That's, so, that's not what I, I mean, sure. Well, so this movie starts off, I don't know, they're, big, they're digging a big hole in London for some reason. There's a bunch of miners. They're in like the West Virginia of London. And I don't think they, I don't think they explain what the big hole is for. I believe it was for the underground. But I don't know. 
What do you mean the underground? Like the railroad? Yeah, that's what they call their uh, subway. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, they call it the underground or uh, what's it called? Uh, The tube. The tube? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Someone's fucking with you. No, I'm serious. All right. They called. Yeah. So this little kid is running around uh, in this construction site in an open mine for some reason. Nobody's really paying attention. This kid's just running around everywhere. No one cares. Well, it's, it's shown that he's kind of a regular kid. He's a regular kid that hangs out in active mines. Because his mom is running the construction site. This movie really it's... thought about the future and the woman's movement. <laughs> yeah, very progressive. So this little kid goes down there. He's, like, talking to his mom. He's like, listen, mom, um, I fucked up in school. They're taking away my scholarship, which I didn't know they had scholarships in England. I thought they had, like, socialized education. Like, everyone, everything was free. I mean, I get it. I've been there. It happens. Things happen. <laughs> he was just gone. Yeah, so he lost his scholarship to, like, Hogwarts or whatever. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm a racist against British people. So, he, like, lost his, uh, he lost his scholarship. Then, all of a sudden, there's, like, an emergency. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention to this. guy who's an a-hole is like, listen, uh, kid, go into this unknown void and figure out what's going on in there. Uh-huh. So, apparently, there's, like, a giant cavern that just opened up, and they just sent this child in there. Yeah, because no one else is big enough. Or no one else is small enough. They sent him in there. And he's looking around, and there's, like, gas coming around. There's big, like, giant uh, rocks. He's just like, oh, this is awesome. All of a sudden, a dragon wakes up. They, this movie wastes no time introducing dragons. It's instant. Yeah, this is part of the reason why I really enjoy this movie. Like, it does not waste your time with frivolous bullshit. It... No, it gets right to it. And then it takes the credits and it just tells you everything that's going on. Exactly. That's what I liked. So this dragon wakes up and spits on this kid literal gasoline. Yeah, so this is now a, a, a classic uh, a classic a PG-rated uh, phrase is what this movie supposes is that dragons spit gasoline. Yeah, like literal gasoline. <laughs> Like, that's what this kid got, like, shot in the face with gasoline. His eyes are all fucked up. His mom is, like, trying to clean up. This kid runs out of the cave. There's mo- His mom is, like, putting him in an eye station. He's trying to tell him a- about a-, a dragon, and no one's, like, listening to him. So the a-hole and someone else go in there. Guess what? They get roasted alive by a dragon. Who uh-huh. escapes gloriously and flies away and kills his mother. By, like, burning her to death, I think. Or crushing yeah, her. Yeah, basically, they show you that his mother... They're down in the tunnels, and they're trying to go up this elevator. She puts him on the elevator. He gets up there just in time. And she dies. And then it cuts to this... I'm not gonna lie. Awesome credit scene. Oh, it's great. It says that within... They don't know how they multiply. Within, like, years, there were dragons all over the place. Uh, the year is 2020. Human beings are hiding. They're looking up in the sky, scared. It's incredible. What I thought was so weird about this movie is, okay, they're dragons. Whatever. I believe it. 
he, the sudden appearance of dragons would not force people to go back to medieval times. These people are well, literally now. living. Now, no, 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 Paul. Now, they're this, literally no, living in fucking palaces. Time. No, this movie. I'm, I'm gonna defend this goddamn movie. This movie takes the time to show that they didn't just go right back to medieval times. And there's a reason they go back to medieval times, and I can explain it to you. Anyway, the, they don't just go right back to medieval times. They try and defend themselves against the dragons. They can't figure out how to kill the dragons. They can't do it. And you see newspapers. So obviously, like, the world is still running. Just so it happens, people get attacked by dragons every now and then. I thought it was amazing that they were showing newspapers. And I was just imagining, like, World War II clips. Of, yeah, like, it was like one like, of those like, 1920s things. And it spins up to the... It spins up to the screen and you read it. Dragons killing humans. I'm just thinking, like, I was here, you know, I was watching this movie as that Transformer was blowing up in Astoria, Queens, and I was just thinking, holy shit, it might be a dragon. Like, I'd be done. If, if this is a common theme in PG-rated as well, anytime that there's some sort of apocalyptic event, I'm just going to kill myself straight up. Like, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, yeah. not going to deal with it. You're yourself against the apocalypse is suicide. Uh, especially if I see a dragon coming out. Uh, yeah, so they're trying to say that dragons are the reason why the dinosaurs were extinct. Like, these dragons uh, are, like, invulnerable, pretty much. They spread all over the world. Mm-hmm. Basically, these dragons are basically a virus, and every so often, the world gets to a point, and it needs to be reset. And these dragons wake the fuck up, and they kill everything. I didn't get that. That's what, that's what this movie posits? Yes. Oh, that's fucking... Uh, that makes it actually pretty cool now. Right? I just, I just thought there were a bunch of dragons in a cave somewhere. No, these dragons, like, live in the Earth. And I've, and every... It's kind of like the new Godzilla movie. And oh, with the... Whatever they call them, those big things, those crabs? Yeah, and every once in a while, the, 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 the Earth gets to a point... The dragons wake the fuck up, and then they kill you. Uh, to be honest, I think we're due for a dragon attack right now. It is almost 2020, which was incredible that this movie took place in 2020. The way things are going, they're going to start building this wall in Mexico, and they're going to hit a fucking dragon lair. Well, to be fair, these people were living behind giant walls. They were living in literal castles from like the, like the Middle Ages. So that's what makes sense, why the Middle Ages had dragons, the only structure that could keep them safe from the dragons was castles. Okay. So, what I want to know is, this movie shows you that dragons are real. That maybe those people in the Middle Ages weren't crazy. They weren't, like, just seeing things. They were, you know, actually seeing dragons. Question. Does that mean that cyclops and giants and stuff like that are like real too like is there like a cave somewhere where there's like goblins and stuff just waiting to wake up this movie does not posit that okay it'd be cooler if they did again so owen loves this movie apparently his mother just walked in the door Oh, I thought he was just excited about Christian Bale being in dragons. All right. To be fair, I'm excited about Christian Bale fighting dragons. So this movie shows Christian Bale. He is the leader of a group of survivors, refugees in this castle. Uh, It's Christian Bale and some other guy that I don't really care about. And then Gerard Butler is there, too, for a second. I think his name is like Steve or something or Carl. This is is pre. Yeah, his name might be Carl. This is. 
this is pre three hundred Gerard Butler. Oh my god, my son is very excited to see his mother. Yeah, this is pre three hundred Gerard Butler, so he's not in the movie very long. Pre Dracula two thousand Gerard Butler. Oh yeah, it is. So apparently, like life goes on, people live. For some reason, little kids wear these little weird robes that they look like. uh, They look like the kid from X Men three. (laughs) <laughs> the kid that cancels all the prop of uh, the uh, no X two. The kid that cancels all the uh, mutant problems. That's X three, buddy. Is it X three? Yeah. Anyway, these kids are all like weird, like cult members. Uh, Christian Bale apparently is like their leader. He's their hero. His name is Quinn. He uh, he Hold like on one second. Oh yeah. man, what's going on? He wants to be on the pod. You want you want to be on the podcast? Yeah. Good, because you're on there a couple times. <laughs> it's special guest Owen. It's again, it's like in King of Kong when Steve Weeby's breaking the record. Yeah. You, oh my God, you're the king of you're Steve Weeby of the podcast. Your kids over here like dying or whatever, and you're just like, I got a past, I got a pod. No, the, first of all, the kid's fine. <laughs> the kid is fine. He, oh, he doesn't playing. have a. He doesn't have a poopy butt like Steve Weeby's kid? No, I, before we potted, I made sure to change my child's poopy butt. Uh, you didn't do the Steve Weeby mistake? We gotta do that movie on this pod, by the way, one day. That's when we have to have somebody on that's never seen that movie. Yeah. Oh my goodness, my son is super duper excited. So, I'm getting to my favorite part of this movie, where uh, Christian Bale is recreating Star Wars with the other guy. And he's passing it off like it's like some big literary thing. Well, because if everything was burned to ash, there's no more movies. And it's like, I'm sure that like there were Star Wars like things back then that we yeah, just don't have anymore. I realize that. Up. But I'm going to get to the point that I love the most is the fact that this is the height of uh, Lucas's litigiousness. <laughs> They're so afraid to even mention Luke or Darth Vader. They refer to him as the white one and the black one. You know what? I didn't even, I didn't even think of it that way. Oh, it's, George Lucas is so litigious, man. That turkey neck will sue the shit out of you. Not anymore. It's Disney that'll do that. Yeah, not anymore. He uh, gave it up. So, Well, he they, ruined it first. Yeah. Jar Jar. Speaking of which, Jar Jar should have been in this movie. <laughs> Um, so they're getting through, he's like teaching these kids, he's telling them like, Hey, what do you do when you, you always look up into the sky, you never look back, you always run and you run to shelter because apparently these dragons just swoop in and kill people all the time. So this is like a nightmarish existence for these people. Also keep in mind that at some point, um, they don't say it was London or the U S but at some point there was, uh, nuclear bombs were dropped to try and kill these dragons and it did not work. Which makes sense because, like, that place looks like a shithole. But I also assumed that was just dragons spitting gasoline everywhere. Everything being gray and dark, I just assumed was um, London in general. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Fucking Jack the Ripper is running around. So they apparently, like, Gerard Butler is making an issue. He's like, we got to go pick the crops because everyone's, like, starving to death. And Christian Bale becomes a botanist. And he's like, no, they haven't germinated yet. So we're not going to get the rest of the crops if you go now. 
Christian went, Bale's right, by the way. No, they're not, because they went and picked apples. That's not how apples work. They don't have to germinate. You can just pick an apple and more will grow back. Johnny Appleseed. Um, you're taking this from Johnny Appleseed. You don't really know how apples work. I, I've been to enough apple pickings to know. God, good Lord, you are, you are whipped. No, I went by my... This is when I was single. You went apple picking by yourself? I took my grandparents, yeah. That sounds like a miserable existence, man. Well, my grandfather told me, he was like, you're really going to make me go pay to, to go pick apples? He's like, I left my home country so I wouldn't pick crops. <laughs> I, really, I really hope your mother's listening to this. I hope she's not. Oh. He was very upset. And also, apple picking sucks because it smells like shit all the time because they just rolled like manure everywhere. Manure. So, uh, Gerard Butler's like, pick these crops, and I'm just... That's not a line from this film. I thought it was. He's like, pick these crops, and then he's picking the crops or whatever with his kids. All of a sudden, a dragon comes up, and then, like, starts, like, burning everything, and Gerard Butler is, like, destroyed. Then, like, fire trucks come up and start shooting water at the dragons and try to, like, you know... Like, scared away, I guess. I don't really know. So, Christian Bale saves the day, but he loses a bunch of people. Gerard Butler's destroyed. Mm-hmm. No, one, no one really knows, like, what's going on. Everyone's like, oh, no, now we don't have crops. You don't really get to, like, m- like linger too far because all of a sudden a fucking tank comes up. Yeah, and, uh, just after all this happens, a tank just rolls up. And here's the thing about this movie. I'm in this movie... And I'm thinking, Matthew McConaughey's in this movie. Where is he? Oh, as soon as I wondered that, that tank opens up and who comes out? Matthew McConaughey. And a McConaughey like you've never seen before. A bald McConaughey. A bald bearded McConaughey. It was incredible. It was incredible. It was incredible. And he's like saying that they're from the United States, that they had a, a. a big plane and that like the United States isn't afraid of dragons we'll kill the shit out of dragons we make America great like all this shit like basically being Americans and this one guy makes a joke do you know what I hate more than dragons? Americans (laughs) I I didn't want to ruin it for you but that actually is Gerard Butler (laughs) that was him right? yeah Gerard Uh, Butler is not the one that dies in the field no that was his son right? Uh, his son or one of the other like main guys. Yeah, Gerard Butler's the the second guy the whole time. Holy yeah. shit, you're right. Yeah. Oh man, I was dumb. <laughs> uh, so, whatever. Like a helicopter shows up and there's a bunch of like multiracial people. The first black guy you ever see in this movie shows up and he's like a. Uh, but of those... when you say first black guy, you mean only black. He is the only black guy. To be honest with you, I was expecting John Coffee to come up. He looks kind of like John Coffee. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, well, having John Coffee would have really helped for what their plan was to kill Dragon. Wasn't their plan like they were going to jump out of the helicopter? They, and oh, do we, like... get, we, we get to their plan. So quickly after they arrive, right? Oh, That's there's when... a sexy helicopter pilot that I can't remember her name. Yeah, she's useless. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like eighty percent of this movie is useless when there's not dragons on scene. I really don't care. Okay, I'm fine with that. So like, 
whatever. Like they're explaining how they kill dragons. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is like, oh, I'm a dragon killer, I'm a dragon tea, which was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> like if anyone in that movie I would believe is a dragon killer, it's Matthew McConaughey. Well, especially the way he looked. Yeah, and he had a cool like necklace. Like it looked like a shark tooth. He looks like he was hanging out at Cocoa Beach at the Rajah Surf Shop. If this movie, if this movie did better, this had potential to make McConaughey the next like when when Nicolas Cage was an action star. I'm really surprised that they haven't done like a remake of this movie. It's coming. It's got to come, right? No, never. You don't think so, dude? Never. Oh, it'd be so cool because you could make this movie. You could make it like Pacific Rim, but like in the sky. No. Yeah, you could. It'd be awesome. I'd watch that. So they're like explaining how they like kill dragons. Apparently they fly up in a helicopter. They have like a bunch of transmitters that create like a like a grid for their uh, GPS. And then uh so then they talk about how the helicopter goes up and these people free dive down like I forgot what it called archangels yeah they- so there's his crew must have started out being really big cuz he says they've killed multiple dragons but their plan is they put these tripods on the ground and then three people are up in this helicopter then they jump off so the dragon chases them and then McC- McConaughey shoots them down yeah he shoots them down and then they like they put chains on the dragon's like wings or whatever and the dragon falls down which is pretty fucking cool. What I want to know is how did the medieval people who fought these dragons do it cuz they didn't have helicopters that we know of. They I mean you'll never know. Do you know what this movie is a sequel to? Also Oh, they pre- do explain that. They do explain that. How? So the dragons you see are starting to fight each other and starting yeah. to like attack each other because they've burned so much to the ground. There's, like, no food left. Everything is ash. So that's why the, the dragons go to sleep. Like, that's why the dragons end up going into hibernation. So the people in medieval times just survived by being in the castles long enough for the dragons to go underneath. Exactly. Okay. Do you know what caused the dragons to wake up? Christian Bale. No. Kurt Russell didn't bring them their presents in time. That's what God, started the God Dark Ages. It. It. <laughs> so... Apparently, these fucking dragons, like, are, like, killed that way. Matthew McConaughey is very proud of his dragon-killing skills. He's kind of, like, he's kind of, like, a gator hunter from Louisiana, but, like, in the sky, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Uh, except almost all the tripod people die. Yeah, almost all the tripod people, they try to kill one dragon. Uh, Christian Bale turns out to save the day. They killed one dragon. Matthew McConaughey's, like, everyone's throwing a party. They're having a good time. Matthew McConaughey's, like, you think that's cool? Maybe if you do this for the next 200 years, you might make a dent in them. And he's like, all right, all right, all right. We got to find a way to kill these dragons. And I have a theory. Apparently, their theory is all the dragons that they've killed are female. So what he believes is, and there's a scientist apparently somewhere that believes this, that there's only one male dragon and a bunch of female dragons and that they procreate like fish. So guess what? And guess what? What? Guess where that one male dragon is? London. It's the one that Christian Bale woke up. Yeah, but also I'm just thinking like there's a dragon flying around just jizzing on a bunch of eggs. (laughs) That's how dragons are born. Pretty much. 
So, what I don't get is like if they kill they kill the one male, right? There's still a bunch of females everywhere. Yeah, but they'll die off because they can't procreate, and because there's so much ash, you don't have to. Like... Do you know? Do you know who also believed that and turned out to be wrong? John Hammond, because he thought that if you had all female dinosaurs and BD Wong, that nothing could happen. And guess what? Well, I just want to tell you that life finds a way. Exactly. You know what's really enjoyable? What? The, the, the only good thing out of Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom is Jeff Goldblum, like, all four, killing every single dinosaur in the world. We should really talk about that movie. Yeah, <laughs> that movie's out of control. It was that, not good. Uh, remember I texted you? I had a big problem with that whole movie was about the prices for dinosaurs. <laughs> well, I had problems with a lot of that movie. Um, the prices of the dinosaurs, just one of them. Because so, if I can buy a fucking Velociraptor for $4 million, I'm buying one. How much do you think a dragon is? What are those dragons? Yeah. Oh. They're really no shitty looking, by the way. Proven. No way to control them. They're really shitty looking, by the way. Oh, yeah, this is 2000s. Like... Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> they look bad. Like, the dragon that's hanging out in Green Gots looks better than yeah. this. This is pre-9-11 CGI. Pre-9-11? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Can dragons melt steel beams? <laughs> uh, if there was a scene in this movie of the dragons burning down the World Trade Center, I'm not gonna lie. Too soon. Yeah, I, uh, that would be something. I I still get like kind of like weirded out when I watch like the and I do watch the Super Mario movie <laughs> every once in a while. Oh man, that's another classic. Where where like the dimensions are like you know, coming together and all of a sudden you look at the World Trade Center and it turns into a broken tower. Fun fact, Donald Trump is basically King Koopa in that movie. Oh, is he really? That makes sense. Yeah, Koopa just taking over everything, putting his name on everything, being a president. Isn't there a dragon in that movie too? Is Bowser a dragon? Yeah. Uh, he's uh, In that movie, he's, we're getting off topic. He's a lizard person. Um, instead of a big green thing. I mean, yeah. we're getting off topic because there isn't really much I can criticize about this movie because it's pretty great. I want to get well, to the final scene. So, all right. So, I mean, we can jump forward pretty quick. So, McConaughey, like, they kill the dragon in front of him. Um, yeah. Everything's cool. And then McConaughey's like, all right, we're going to London and we got to kill this dragon. And he tells Christian Bale, like, I need all your people. And, and at first like, he's like, no. Bale's like, no. And then McConaughey is like, fuck it. If you don't give me your people, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to take your people. So Bale's like, all right, hold on, hold on. You can have whoever you want. And this leads to McConaughey's team getting ambushed and just about every single person dying. Exactly. And it's while this is going on, they go back and the castle is then attacked by the same dragon. And Bale's like, fuck it. Now I got to do something. So instead of. Oh, no, no. He almost drowns like everyone because he puts water everywhere. It's like these caves. So, like, these little kids are, like, soaked for, like, 30, 40 there's hours. A scene, there's a scene of the little kids praying because they know they're going to die. It's pretty awesome. Because <laughs> imagine how shitty it is. You're in a cave. You've never seen TV before. There are literal monsters flying around everywhere. And you're soaking wet. In England. Yeah. Again, it's... my plan for the apocalypse is way better than this. It's absurd. But anyway, so now we're we're at the final scene. McConaughey bail. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, let's get to this part. McConaughey climbs a giant cat a tower. They go to London. 
they go to London. McConaughey climbs a giant tower. They're trying to fight the dragon. They kind of weaken it a little bit. And do you know what McConaughey does? He gets a battle axe. And he jumps off the tower and tries to take out this dragon. And the dragon just eats him. Yeah, so basically, McConaughey does nothing in this film because he just gets eaten when the movie's starting to get like towards the climax. Yeah, but here's the thing. McConaughey's like trying to take out that dragon hand to hand is what I wanted Jason Statham to do in the Meg. I wanted Jason Statham to sh- punch that shark in the face. Yeah, I agree with it. He kind of did. He took he took it on, but it was yeah, he kind of did. And we're gonna end up doing that movie too. So, so then uh, Matthew McConaughey tries to take out the dragon. He has a crossbow. The dragon's coming at him. Matthew McConaughey shoots the crossbow because he knows that when the dragon's about to shoot fire, he's going to spit gasoline. So the, the crossbow is, shoots an arrow with some like chemical in it so that the dragon can't shoot the, the, uh, the gas and then internally combusts. And that's the end of the movie, pretty much. Well, yeah, after he kills the dragon, they go... Yeah, and they're like, you know, start a new life or whatever. Turns out McConaughey was right. It was just one male dragon. It killed and a bunch the, dra- of- the dragons eventually killed themselves. Now, I don't I- say if this ever happens again, but then Bale basically starts uh, a new society. Yeah. And Which I would live in that society. And that, that's the end. That's the end of that film. So it was it wasn't that bad. If I you, didn't hate you. If you if you had to rank how much you hated me right now, like two. Okay. All right. Yeah, it was kind of boring at a lot of parts, and like I think you can see like how little I had interest in the parts that didn't have the dragons in it. Yeah, because I, I didn't really have much to talk about. Yeah, yeah, but the dragon parts were kind of awesome. Oh, it was great. It's a great concept. Also, I was a little butthurt that you're gonna have a movie about dragons in England, and there's not one wizard. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I know how much you love magic. I love sorcery. Um, I um, so I know we're we just finished this part. You're, I'm only at two. Let me. I just finished cooking. I'm gonna go eat with my child and girlfriend, and then I will call you back for part two, where I can do rate you for about a half hour. Oh man, I can't wait to tell you my story about Left Behind. Oh god damn it! All right, man. I'll hit you back up shortly. All right, thanks. Bye, Bye. Hey, buddy. All right. You son of a bitch. Well, you caught me right when I put on Beetlejuice, but now I gotta listen to fucking Left Behind. Yeah. Left Behind. Now, this is a 2014 Nicolas Cage movie. Yep. So, right in the... This is before the Nicolas cage stance, which is happening now. This is right in the time where he had to pay back the money he used to buy a dinosaur skull and Superman memorabilia. <laughs> um... This is a remake. Yeah, I know. I've seen the original. Of a Kirk Cameron film. Yup. And I don't know if anybody out there has seen a Kirk Cameron film, but those movies are pieces of Christian bullshit. Should I go into my story about Left Behind now? Or... Does it ruin any does it ruin any plot details or No, it does not. Go tell me. Um I watched this movie, the original movie. When I was in middle school, I was a young Catholic boy from uh, New York, moved down to Florida, and they took me to an evangelical Christian school. And that Larry the Cable Guy attended. 
Yeah, that Larry the Cable Guy was an alumnus of yes. Dan Whitney. Yes. And so, like, Bible class was a thing there. And evangelical Christians take this thing serious. And they taught us that Jesus was going to come back and we were all going to disappear. And that we would only disappear if we were really good and we believed in Jesus. So I'm watching this movie and all the chaos that ensues that you're going to get into. And I'm like 12 years old and I'm freaking out and I don't know what to do. And I hyperventilate and they had to take me out of the class and put me into another class where they were watching Shrek. I couldn't sleep for three weeks. Because of this movie? Yeah, because I believe that one day Jesus was going to come back and I was going to be left behind. Well, well, now I've never seen the original. I'm going to, spoiler alert, this movie does not have Jesus returning to Earth. No, I know. Okay. Okay. So, I'm not going to lie to you. I was very bored at certain points of this movie. So when I break this down, in case there's big chunks missing, I'm very sorry. So... This movie, starring Nicolas Cage, starts off, and he's a pilot. And he's flying into town um, real quick. He was supposed to be there for his birthday with his wife and all that. And his daughter came home from college. Which, by the way, weird weird fact, she went to the University of Central Arkansas in this movie. That's so weird. <laughs> this movie takes place in New York City. This, this movie is supposed to be for the middle of the country. Central Arkansas. Yeah. So it's it's only for people in the middle of Arkansas. Uh, so she shows up and it turns out that like instead of him staying home, he's going to go and he picked up a shift flying to London last minute. So she came home for nothing. So she still goes to the airport to meet him. And Nicolas Cage rolls up in a convertible. And you see him take off his wedding ring and leave it in his car. And he goes in and he meets he meets his daughter. Right? And him and his daughter are talking. He's like, no, everything's fine with me and your mother. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm just going to London because somebody couldn't be there. I'm sorry. You came home for nothing. It was my birthday. Whatever. But I'm just I'm picking up the shift. I got to pay the bills. And Wait, do uh, pilots just pick up shifts like that? Not to London. Man. <laughs> yeah, like that's crazy. No. Oh, also, his name is Raymond Steele in this movie. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she's like, well, you don't have your wedding ring on. And then he's like, it's fine. But then she's like, um, she starts talking about how their mother, her mother got really into Christianity and she keeps trying to get them into it. And he gets, she gets that, you know, she's a little crazy, but whatever. You know, you, you still I still want to make sure everything's good with the family. He assures her everything's okay. He's lying because he's sleeping with a flight attendant. Because and she catches him because she sees a flight attendant walk by with tickets to a U two concert in London. So she calls him out. Oh man, I'm having flashbacks to the original movie because in the original movie, Kirk Cameron is also a pilot. Yes. <laughs> And had sex with a flight attendant. Yeah, no, no, no. These, this is pretty much a straight up remake. So, um, Nicholas Cage goes on his way. He gets on the flight. The daughter's sitting there, and she meets up with um, noted movie star uh, Chad Michael Murray. Wait, Chad Michael Murray's in this movie? Chad Michael Murray's in this movie. 
there's 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 two characters in this movie played by people that like it boggled my mind. Um, so Chad Michael Murray's in this movie, and him and the girl, him and the daughter, like hit it off, whatever. But that's really it. They just sit there and they hit it off, and then the girl takes off. She goes to see the mother and their little brother, and Nicholas Cage and Chad. Nicholas Cage is the pilot. Chad Michael Murray is one of the passengers. Okay. They get on. They get on the plane. The sets they use, the size of these first class seats, are ludicrous. Like ludicrous. What, like big? It looks like they're sitting in the chair from Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> it's out of control. It's it's eight first class is all of eight seats. These are the biggest seats in the world. And um, so you meet all the different characters that are on this flight, right? So to be fair, Paul, you don't travel to London all the time, so you don't know. <laughs> true. Very true. Very true. So you have um, Chad Michael Murray. You have Single mother Jordan Sparks. Wait, 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 what? Jordan Sparks is in this film. Um, you have a Arabic guy, and you you know he's Arabic because he's wearing one of those head things, not a turban, but like one of the little head things, like a Sala hat. Yeah, like in the end. Oh wait, you never watched in the end, Jones, so you wouldn't know. And then, um, and there's a it is an old lady. There's a big fat guy, and then there is. You ever watched the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Yeah. Do you know the uh do you know one of Jack Sparrow's guys, the midget? Yeah. He's the comic relief in this film. Oh as, that makes sense. Oh, that was definitely a Nicolas Cage pull. He was like, I want a little person in this movie. <laughs> and then the flight attendant that Nicolas Cage is sleeping with is is on the plane. So they take off and then the daughter goes to meet the mother, and the mother is played by Leah Thompson. Wait, really? Yeah, Lee Thompson's a movie. Is she a Christian, or she just took this role? I don't know. In the movie, she's a very Christian. Because that leads to uh, Leah Thompson basically saying, hey, listen, one day Jesus is going to come back. You really need to start coming to church with me and change your life, whatever. And the daughter's like, no, come on. Everything's going to be fine. And she decides to take their her little brother to the mall. Okay. Nicholas Cage is now taking off. Everything's good. He's flying. He's got his co-pilot. Everything's good. While the daughter and the son are at the mall and while the plane's going on, all of a sudden, boom, quick flash. Half the population is gone. Also, when these people disappear, it's a quick flash, but all their clothes are left behind. Yeah, that's how it was in the original movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> now all these clothes are left behind. Um, immediate chaos at the mall. Immediate. Like, you walk out. She, she showed up. There was no one outside. She goes outside. It's like everyone has, like, turned over cars and set fires. It's immediate. Oh, they're bird boxing? It's immediate. Like, this has turned into, like, levels of bird box that, like, when bird box happened, it didn't even have this kind of madness outside. I don't know. You had people, like, blowing up cars. I don't know. I guess if, like, people just disappeared, caused. Again, this is a situation where I would kill myself. Every every child has disappeared, by the way. Yeah, because children are innocent, and Jesus loves children. But at what age is that cut off? I had that question for the Bible teacher. He had no answer for it. Of me. course, because it's not real. <laughs> so so <laughs> then on the plane, Nicholas Cage has stepped off to go talk to the... Like, he stepped out of the where the, the cockpit. And he's, he's off talking to the, uh, the flight attendant, you know. 
getting it on in the air. And Mile sudden, High Club. The Air Sex Society. <laughs> mile Mile High Club, buddy. So then all of a sudden, like he you hear all this commotion and half the people on the plane are gone, including the, the daughter of Jordan Sparks. There's a big fat guy that's missing. He was sitting next to the <laughs> he was sitting next to the uh, he was sitting next to the midget. Um the most Christian of all. Yes. So you still have the midget, you have Jordan Sparks, you have Chad Michael Murray, an old lady, and what you could only assume is someone they wanted to portray as a terrorist. <laughs> no, he was only there to show that only Christians get taken away. That's why that guy was there. I lost you there for a second. I said that guy was totally there because they just wanted to demonstrate that only Christians got taken away. Oh, so they don't necessarily say that. So Nicholas Cage then realizes the plane's like plane's like going down. So he goes in the cockpit and the co-pilot's gone because of course he is. So everybody's going nuts in the plane. Nicholas Cage, he's calms them down. He's like, I'm sure there's an explanation. We'll get an explanation. He now at this point they're over the ocean. Um and while he's trying to figure out an explanation, he sees like a plane in the distance. And apparently and he can't get like in contact with the plane. So this movie has no drama at all because as the plane is coming, you think, Oh my god, they're gonna hit it. He kind of diverts out of the way and it just clips the it clips the wing. And all this gas is starting to like come out the back of the plane. That's what I never understood. How can planes collide with each other? The fucking air. It, there's nothing up there. There's nothing you could crash into. Well, there was nobody piloting the plane. You, you're led to believe. Oh, oh, that was a uh, Christian Airlines. Yeah, yeah. Jehovah, Jehovah Airways. So he can't get a hold of him. So it clips the plane. So now there's gas coming out of the plane, and you with and like Chad Michael Murray is like. He's running around. He's looking, and he he somehow became friendly with Nicholas Cage in this movie. I'm not sure how it happened. All of a sudden, it just happened, and he goes up and he tells Nicholas Cage, "He's like, hey man, there's fuel coming out." And Nicholas Cage is like, "I know, I can see the gauges." And he's like, "Is the plane on fire? Or is the gas on fire?" Because now you would think there's a fire shooting out of the plane. There's going to be a problem, right? Not in this movie. Chad Michael Murray is like, "Uh, it's just the gas." And Nicholas Cage is like, "Cool, it's going to burn out," and that's <laughs> and that's the end of that problem. So, that's the most unbelievable part of this movie. <laughs> like ludicrous. So everybody's still freaking out of the plane, whatever. And then Nicholas Cage looks down. He's in the cockpit alone, and he looks down, and he sees that his co-pilot had like a planner out, and it was circled on a date that he was going to church. And then he gets a satellite phone, and he calls the daughter, and. Or no, 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 no. He had, no. There was another flight attendant that was gone, right? So he asks the other flight attendant to go through her bags, and he's and she tells him what's in the bags, and he goes. So Nicholas Cage literally says, "I think I know where they've gone." And the flight attendant he's sleeping with sits down, and he looks at her in the eyes, and he goes, "Heaven." <laughs> I go to church if Nicholas Cage is the pastor. Heaven. Oh, so on the ground, the the daughter it runs around and she runs back home, and Leah Thompson's disappeared. So she runs to the church that Leah Thompson goes to, and everyone's gone except for the pastor. Oh, because he was actually didn't really believe, That's right? And the pastor decides to tell everyone that the pastor goes on a whole rant about how Jesus took only the the 
the real believers. I didn't what, believe it. Is the pastor in this one black? Yes. Because in the yes. original one, he was black too. pastor. Yeah. Okay. Also, I just like to believe that Jesus came down to Leo Thompson. She's like, Forty, <laughs> it's your kids. They've turned into assholes. <laughs> and oh, fuck, man. So then, back on the plane. Apparently, there was an air marshal on the plane, and uh, he disappeared. But, but his gun stole. But there. Jordan Sparks gets the gun. <laughs> Why does like, there need to be a gun? And she's like, I know, I know. My husband took the baby. I know he did. Like you're sitting next to this baby on a plane, like. Unless this is the Jodie Foster movie, you know what I'm talking. Oh, about. flight plane. Yeah, there's no way this this this. Apparently, the NFL player. It was an NFL player stole the baby, and so now this. Oh, he he went off with the guy from fucking Reign of Fire. <laughs> so, Archangel jumps. Now, if this movie had included Jordan Sparks shooting a, uh, the midget from Pirates of the Caribbean, I would have been cool with it. That does not happen. Good old, good old Chadwick Murray diffuses that situation within three minutes. That's awesome. That's, that's amazing. He's just like, point the gun at me. And he talks her down, and he takes the gun from her. And that's the end of that. that that's it. That's it. So at this point, like, the daughter, I guess, is in San Francisco. She gets the, so this movie, the, here's where I, I was really, like, weirded the fuck out. She, the daughter's on the ground in New York. Nicholas Cage decided he's got to turn the plane around and land back in New York. They get on a satellite phone and he's able to talk to her while she's up on top of the Golden Gate Bridge attempting suicide. Okay, Paul, I'll tell you right now what that is. And I learned this from one of the greatest spiritual teachers there are. All things are possible in Christ, brah. she's she's literally this is the entire budget of this movie she gets on top of the Golden Gate Bridge and she's like about to jump off like the top of the Golden Gate Bridge she's about to jump off and then she gets a phone call from Nicolas Cage and she gets a phone and uh, also next to him is whoever Chad Michael Murray's playing and she's like oh my god I have to save them and he's like yeah we can't land at any of the airports because there's no runways can you find us a runway can you find? Hey, you just teleported to San Francisco. No. We're flying from London. No, they they were flying from New York to London. Yeah, but she's in San Francisco now, right? Apparently, she was on top of the Golden Gate Bridge. Unless it's not. Are you sure to be it was the Golden? Go- Are you sure it was the Golden Gate Bridge and not like the George Washington Bridge or the Mario Cuomo Bridge? It was a red bridge, man. Oh man! Hold on! Hold on! I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up. I also want people to know that, like, I watched all three of the original trilogies with Kirk Cameron, and it did not make me a better Christian. Okay. In fact, <laughs> what? It just says she climbs to the top of a bridge. However, in the film, it is clearly the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. Well, you know, these are also, the people that made this movie probably also believe the Earth is flat, so. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they believe the Earth is flat. Also, that, um, Possibly Jesus lived with dinosaurs. Well, did you not watch the fucking Flintstones? <laughs> Gazoo, the great Gazoo is really Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, you ever watched like the Christmas episodes from the Flintstones no. where they celebrate Christmas? Not once. Like, that's weird that these cavemen are celebrating Christmas. That means Christ was born before them. No, that is. No, it was the pagan Christmas Fred was celebrating. 
Oh, Odin Fest? Yeah, Odin Fest. Oh, Odin Fest sounds like an awesome, like, uh, sweet, uh, hard rock uh, festival. No, Odin Fest is definitely a white supremacist group. Oh, okay, let's ruin that. Um, so, now the entire movie is supposed to be about all these people disappearing, right? Yeah. No, it's not. It's about Nicolas Cage landing this plane. Wait, so the whole movie takes place in this airplane? The daughter's on the ground, and you see her perspective from the ground, and then Nicolas Cage is on the airplane. So uh, everything, oh, that's boring. Everything, you know, the daughter finds a place near the mall where she can have like a she makes like a runway. They're able to see where this runway is from the air, and they land the plane, and that's the end of the movie. They they were definitely thinking about like sequels. They had to be thinking about sequels. Uh, I've looked it up. Apparently, Nicolas Cage only filmed on this movie for 10 days. Did I make this up, or was Tyler Perry an executive producer of this movie? Oh, I don't know. We can look this up. Production. I I don't see anything about Nicolas Cage. Or maybe Pat Robertson. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes of this film was? 15%. 1%. 15%. 1%. Of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. I it, it is. But, like, they don't do anything to, besides Nicolas Cage saying, they went to heaven, and all the Christians and the babies disappearing, they don't focus on that at all. It's basically just like, all right, Nicolas Cage has now got to land this plane. So, like, in the original movie, I remember people, like, disappeared or whatever, and there was a funny little scene in the mo- in the airplane where this old lady's like, I think you should take this blanket and go find my husband. And she's like, why? I think he's naked. His clothes are here. And then there's a little cross that shows that her husband was a Christian. Like, it's really dumb. I think there like, was something like that, too. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, this is a propaganda film. You made me watch a movie directed by Christian Joseph Goebbels. I just feel like, you know, you just recently baptized your son. I feel like you needed to be a Christian example for him so that one day he doesn't just disappear because Jesus apparently makes people dematerialize. I'm not going to lie to you. You know my thoughts on religion. I, you, you have me at a 9.4. Really? I really hated this. Do you know what was great about the original movie? Nothing. <laughs> like, no, there were a bunch of Jewish people in that movie trying to figure out Jesus. Oh, this movie didn't have that. Oh, uh, you see the um, you see the the guy that you would think at the beginning of the movie is going to be a terrorist. They really make him out to be a good guy. Now he doesn't get taken to heaven, but he helps the old lady out at some point. Well, that's because he didn't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That okay? <laughs> yeah. It um. Okay. There, so in the there, there was no movie, drama in this movie. In the original movie, there was a weird subplot where the Antichrist was like <laughs> rising, and. He was using genetically modified foods to like control people. Now, and he also discovered the true location of the Temple of Jerusalem. Our big fan Esteban could actually, if he wants to, like come on one day and explain the plot of Left Behind. He watched this movie with me. Well, so... now I'm not gonna lie. That is that that would have made this movie at least give it something. Like, and this movie had nothing. There was a part where, like, two guys, like, appear. Apparently in the Bible, there's, like, the witnesses that show up. They're, like, supposed to herald, like, 
the time of Christ. So literally two guys dressed up as Moses and Ezekiel show up and breathe fire on people. It's pretty fucking awesome, actually. Uh, uh, That sounds... All right, what you're explaining to me sounds like an incredible propaganda film. Oh, it is. What you had me watch was atrocious. I thought, because you made me watch a shitty Nicolas Cage movie, another propaganda film, by the way. These were two propaganda films that he's done. Is there, a way, is there a way right now to play HQ without noise? Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. That's my life. Um, it's well, kind of that you're I'm going to kill it. Um, it this, was, this was a disgrace. And between this and Grizz picking a Kirk Cameron film for us to watch for his podcast. When are we supposed to watch that by? Because I don't know when I'm going to be able to do that. I don't know. But let's let's take a break on the Kirk Cameron films. Yeah, I can't handle more of him. So for uh, the next one we do, which actually could be in a couple of days, um, I Gabe has decided, Gabe at one point decided to tell me how much he refuses to watch movies with creepy little children. No, no, no. I think the word was ugly children. Yes, okay. Uh, and you gotta admit, she's ugly. She is. And uh, Hereditary, which another good movie, came she out. She looks on, like Rocky Dennis. Came out on Prime, and that will be what we talk about next time. Also, there's a scene in that movie that I can't wait. I can't wait to get my opinions on. Well, I, I, to get your opinions on. Well, I can't wait. To, that movie. I did text you about one scene that I really loved. There's there's one specific like visual that I have the perfect. I, I just I figured it. It's perfect. I just I, I have it. I can't wait. I was I can't a big, talk about I it. was a big fan of like this movie. Also, I it's a good movie. It really is. I enjoyed it a lot. And then uh, um, and then you'll get to pick the next one after that, which I have to decide you, if it's, it's going to be shit or good. No, 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 we're doing good ones. It's fine. I, you know, it's fine. I, I only give you good movies. You pick fucking garbage for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you chose fucking The Titan and the, that Nicolas Cage trash. Yeah, that, that, that movie, that Nicolas Cage movie was so bad, it almost convinced us to change formats. <laughs> I think that is what convinced us to change formats. Uh, Bird Box. Bird Box is what really did it. Yeah, because we enjoyed that movie. Also, uh, I want to add an addendum, uh, an amendment. We did not talk about how Machine Gun Kelly was in that movie, and I feel really bad. You know what? I'm fine talking about I'm not talking about Machine Gun Kelly. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. So until next week, where we watch Hereditary, Uh, this has been PG rated. All right. You got to text me a a title name for this episode. All right, buddy. Uh, All right, I'm going to watch Beetlejuice now. Later. Bye. PG Rated, part of the Kayfabe Only Brother Podcast Network.